What's up, everybody? Welcome to Outside Perspective. I'm your host, Adam Meredith. Every week, twice a week, I'm sitting down with interesting humans from all walks of life with the goal of just gaining some perspective, and uh, hopefully you guys do the same. This episode is brought to you by my good friends over at Jombo Superfoods. You can go over to jombocbd.com, check out their full line of products. Uh, If you haven't tried CBD yet, do yourself a favor and check it out. It's helping so many folks with a multitude of issues. It's helping with digestion and sleep and mood regulation. It helps protect the brain. It helps the gut. It is an amazing, amazing compound. It's one of the many cannabinoids found within the cannabis plant. And like I said, tons of people are getting benefits from this, including myself. I use Jombo CBD's Muscle Bomb on a damn near daily basis. It is, uh, It has been game-changing since I've started using it probably a year and a half ago now, a little over a year. And, uh, you know, I use it on my muscles and my joints after jujitsu and lifting. And I'm doing the 75 hard program. And uh, CBD is definitely uh, one of the, the best things that I've incorporated into my, uh, my daily regimen. So whether it's the bomb or I love cooking with their ghee that they have or I do also love the drops, all of these things are great delivery methods. So go check them out. You can save 20% off of your entire order just by using the code outside, and uh, you'll, you'll save 20%. Also, they have buy two, get one free. So put two things in your cart, you'll get that third one for free, and then you'll get an additional 20% off of that. You can't win, or you can't lose. It's a win-win for everybody. So go check them out, jombocbd.com. Use the code outside at checkout, and you'll save 20%. My guest that I'm sitting down with today is a competitive gamer and a movie aficionado. Uh, uh, I sit down with a buddy, uh, Cameron McLeod, the German Luger. Uh, we used to work together back in the day, and he, you know, I don't know too many people who do gaming like that. And uh, I thought he was just, I thought he'd be a super interesting uh, conversation to have. And I was really, you know, happy that we, we caught up and uh, sat down and had this conversation. It was, it was pretty cool. He's actually attending this week. He's in Vegas attending a big competition called Evo. And we talk about that off the jump. So I don't want to go too far into that. One thing I will say, though, we talk about uh, towards the end of the podcast is uh, Gangster movies and gangster shows and we talk about boardwalk empire which is a show on hbo and uh i used to watch it i watched about two episodes of it and i didn't uh not two episodes i watched about two seasons of it and i didn't finish uh watching it because i kind of fell out of it but you know after talking to him and hearing his recommendation i decided to uh go ahead and check it out and i've been watching it this week and boy, oh boy, was I wrong. I just knocked out season three. I'm on season four. There's only five seasons, so it's not a crazy long show. I just picked up on three because I wasn't going to rewatch season one and two. I really do still believe that those were kind of slow seasons. Uh, but damn, hell of a show. Glad I, glad I picked it up. So good looking out, Cam. 
Uh, without any further ado, though, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Cameron German Luger McLeod. That's simple, my man. Yep. Evo, what is, does that mean something? Uh, evolution. Evolution? Yeah. And they just short it to Evo. Yes, it's, uh, it's just, yeah, basically evolution tournament. Now, that started in California, you think? Uh, it did start in California. Okay. Mm-hmm. It oh. actually, uh, I'm trying to remember, did that start in California? Yeah, it started in California, and it moved to Vegas. Okay. Because so it's the, in Las Vegas now. Now, yeah. And it's been Las Vegas for a while. How long has it been there, you think? Oh, that I don't know. Okay. It was even before I even, because I didn't start competing until 2009 when Street Fighter Four came out. And that was kind of like a resurrection of fighting games. Because fighting games been dead for a while before the Street Fighter Four came out. Really? Yeah, it wasn't, it was a drought. And I, at that time, I, I didn't even know that there were fighting game tournaments going on. I just played fighting games and played games in general. Yeah. Like platformers, like my first console, really. Atari. Atari, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Dude, I had an Atari. That was the jam, yeah, that, dude. Yeah, I used to go to the arcades with my parents when I was a kid. So Yeah. So I got it from them. Did you play pinball growing up? Yeah, of course. I played Pong, all that, Rampage, Douse. <laughs> like, <laughs> the games that made your thumbs hurt. Yeah, <laughs> like, dude. They will, they will never understand the struggle. <laughs> I used to have bruised thumbs growing up as yeah, a kid, Yeah, I did. Dude. Like, I had callus on my thumbs. Like, it was brutal. Yeah. Like, and, you know, I remember being five years old playing on Moonwalker. What's Moonwalker? That was the Michael Jackson game. Oh. They, it came on arcade. I didn't know that. Yes, they had an arcade version of it. It was like Gauntlet. You know oh. what I'm saying? It was a beat 'em up Yeah. And, uh, like, I got gaming from my parents. Yeah, they were You know gamers. what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. When they dated, they used to go to the arcade a lot. My mom was good at Pac-Man, Miss Pac-Man. Yeah. Like, there was a story where um, – that I have, uh, it was, and it's nothing really spectacular, but it was cool to me mm-hmm. because of the fact that we, we went to uh, Ameristar to eat, and they had an arcade in there, like the yep. tilt, and it was, uh, I think it was Mrs. Pac-Man. She scored so high, she caused it to tilt. <laughs> all, it just said tilt all over the place on the screen. Oh, I really? did not know you could do that. Oh, yeah. it's like a little she, Easter egg or something. Yeah, she did that, and I was like, Really? And she, I was, I just said to myself, she still got it. Savage. She hasn't played games in years, like, because, <laughs> like when we uh, used to live, like when my mom uh, and dad, like when we, were, my dad was in the military, like that was when my mom used to game a lot when yeah. we lived in overseas. Mm. And well, what else you gonna do? Yeah, and then not only that, she like I remember getting up for Saturday morning cartoons. And she'd be on the N64. <laughs> I'd be like, I, I'd be wanting to play. You know what I'm saying? And um, it was, uh, it was, uh, the, yeah, that's that's where it really came from. And I'm not ashamed of it. I always tell everybody, like, because there's some people that get, like, this uh, negative outlook in, the, like, in America. Like, yeah. Because like it's different. Like, in, they, yeah, in Korea, like, they actually have universities where they teach you how to go esports. Oh, really? Yeah, they applaud that. You know, what do you mean go esports? Like basically, they'll train you how to be a pro gamer. Oh wow! Yeah, they have universities out there, and it's like here, it's the stigmatism. Like, okay, when you get to a certain age, you need to stop playing games. You're too old. Yeah. You know, and I'm a big kid at heart. Yeah. So, and it's never gonna go away. Right. You know, I'll be 80 years old still pushing buttons. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 
you know, and it's like it's fun because, you know, it's not only a stress reliever, but it's also fun to me. Yeah. And even though, and you know, games evolve. So it's not really technically for kids. I'm like, I'm going to be honest with you. To people listening to this podcast, if you really want to talk about games are for kids, then you look at the price tag. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like kids can afford those. Yeah, kids can afford that. What's and a game cost? Sixty, seventy bucks? Yeah, sixty dollars. Yeah, that's 60 just bucks. bare. Mi- that's like the average. I remember when games was like twenty bucks. Yeah, you know, like Nintendo. Yeah, <laughs> like Nintendo games was twenty bucks. Yeah, dude, I remember so, when they started hitting that forty, fifty price range with like PS2 came around, started yep. jumping up. Mm-hmm. PlayStation, I think, was on the brink of doing that, raising the prices and uh, Dreamcast. Yeah, Dreamcast. But yeah, and then some of them came with like the Rumble Pack, so. Yep. Oh, that Rumble Pack was yeah. Game with Star changing. with the Star Fox, uh, when you bought Star Fox on sixty four, you yep. got the Rumble Pack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sixty four was a really good system. It was one of my favorite systems. Yeah. People don't know, man. Like everybody's so used to the the controller just vibrating. Like that used to be like an add on. Yeah. Like, with sixty four. Yeah, exactly. And then when it started being built in vibrating, I was like, oh, this is cool. And uh, uh, remember when uh, like. The PlayStation, uh, I think it was like the first batch. It was like video. It could play movies. Yeah, DVDs. Yeah, yeah. we didn't get it. Um, we ended up not getting that when I was disappointed. Oh, really? Because we got the PlayStation when it first came out, but mm-hmm. we just didn't get the batch. Oh, okay. So I was disappointed in that. But yeah. Um, back hold to- on, hold on, because I might be mistaken. So the first set of PlayStations didn't play movies, and then they came out with another iteration that did? No, the first PlayStation, like the PlayStation 1, right. there was a batch that that was, uh, they didn't intend to, for it to play DVDs, but there were some people got lucky, and they could play DVDs. Oh. It wasn't supposed to do that. Really? And uh, I even found out with the Dreamcast, if you, uh, there's some software, you have to use like a blank disc. And you could actually uh, format it to play movies. Oh, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, you, you could hack it. Yeah. Dreamcast was that thing that, like, I'm sure a lot of systems, like, they come around, you think it's going to be the next thing, and then it just doesn't take off. What, with Dreamcast? Yeah. Dreamcast was actually good. Some it was good. Like it. it had some dope games. Some people didn't like it. Like, Power Stone was one of my favorite. And uh, There's a fighting game for Dreamcast that was really good. Uh, Ready to Rumble boxing? No, it was. I like that though. After I like Ready to Rumble. Yeah, dude. Uh, I didn't play that until actually in '64. Oh, okay. Um, I actually still have a Dreamcast brand new in a box. Oh, dude. Because see, my parents bought two of everything. Mm. So it was two '64s, two PlayStations, two PS2s. They dropped some dough. Yeah, it was, and um, two Dreamcasts, but. I played the Dreamcast mostly. They didn't even bother to open it. Oh, okay. So, but I told her like, cause I I already got my own spot and everything, and I just moved recently, and I was like, I want all that. <laughs> Don't get rid of none of that. Yeah. But um, back to Evo though. Um, yeah, it did start in California. Yeah, you're saying it's grassroots. And um, I'm actually going there uh, this weekend uh, to p- compete in Samurai Showdown. Okay. It's the latest fighting game that came out, and uh, basically. Uh, you it's for money is for thirty grand. That's the uh, pop bonus. Is there a buy-in? Uh, like what you mean? Like you have to pay to enter. Into oh yeah, the- you have to pay. Yes, yeah, pay in. Yeah, you do pay a registration fee. Like it, it's gotten expensive. Like it used to be. I remember when I went to Evo starting like uh, two thousand ten. That's when I went because yeah. two thousand nine I was competing, but I didn't make it to Evo. You're a decade into competing. Yeah, so it was. Uh, you just paid your fee. Uh, your entry fee to get your pass for the three days because it's uh, basically Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Okay. 
excuse me, and then as it got bigger, because now there's this game called Street Fighter Five. Mm-hmm. Well, Street Fighter Four was doing the Pro Tour. That's the game that uh, the Pro Tour uh, game that started uh, having the Pro Tour was Street Fighter Four. As they updated the game later to like uh, Arcade Edition 2012 and Ultra. Um, Capcom put in a bunch of money and the tournaments that, you know, normally they came from grassroots, they uh-huh. they were in the circuit. So they were pro tour events. That's okay. what they called them. And if you won a ranking one, uh, you just earn a lot of points. But if you run a premier event, you automatically qualify for the Capcom Cup pro tour tournament. Oh, It's called Capcom Cup and it's in December. And you actually qualify, uh, you basically compete for 250 grand. Yeah. So those are kind of like regional level type things, if you will. It's like, yeah. it's like if you win this region, then you go to like the national. And you earn thing. so many points too. So yeah. if you go to the ranking events, you earn points. Yeah. So, and they keep track of your stats and they, you see where level you're at. Yeah. And uh, that's how it works. But if you want a premier event, you don't have to go to no tournament. You can literally just fall back. But yeah. some people like, get points because it was like a seeding thing if you you because you still earn points as you competed yeah even though and some people like that's a different conversation because they would gatekeep and like somebody trying to compete they would lose to the person that won a premiere you know what i'm saying yeah so there was really no playing the system yeah you couldn't yeah you couldn't black out get blacked out if you won a premiere you know what i'm saying what do you mean Basically, you could still go to tournaments and compete. You weren't oh, basically you weren't like allowed. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and so that kind of sucks though for other people, right? Yeah, it does. And it was just, but it was like whatever. But now, it's as it gotten bigger. Long story short, um, Evo has now is in the Mandalay Bay. Mm-hmm. So the finals where you have to pay an extra ticket, <laughs> which is like a hundred to two tickets, cost like one twenty. Just to go watch? Yeah, just to go watch. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's gotten that big now. And tickets now, like, and I shouldn't have waited. I don't know why. Because I didn't think I was going to go with me moving. Yeah. But tickets now, like, they, the early birds, they do have early birds, to be fair. So you have a chance to get the discount. Yeah. And it was like, I think it was like 49 bucks. Still, 50 at bucks. At point. Yeah. yeah. And uh, for the pass. And that's just to compete. And then it's 10 bucks per game. Uh, also, uh, they do certain lineups. It's not every game because they have time constraints. Yeah. Um, for the first time, I think ever guilty gear revelation, well, it evolved, but guilty gear was like always like one of the games at Evo for the most part from what I remember, but it didn't make the cut. So now it's Mortal Kombat 11, Samurai Showdown, um, Tekken 7, Ultimate Smash Brothers, the newest one. Okay. Um, Under Night Birth, that's a, a, a anime fighter, and uh, that's pretty much it. And I could be missing one, but um, I think that was it. And those are just the fighting games that are there. Yeah, yeah, it's just a fighting game tournament. Now, okay, they do there's have, only fighting games. Yeah, this okay. is only fighting games. They do have side tournaments that you can enter. Mm-hmm. Uh, like they'll have uh, CVS two, I believe. They'll have uh, ST Street Fighter uh, two Turbo, Super Street Fighter two Turbo, mm-hmm. um, and it'd be people from all over the world. Yeah, like coming from Japan, Peru, uh, Europe, mm-hmm. you know, Australia, yeah. you know, China, like f- everywhere, like Mexico, and mm-hmm. it's a good thing with the fighting game community because we all speak the same language and pushing buttons. Yeah, 
and brings people together. We all, yeah, and and there's like some, you know, not to get too deep in the negativity, but you, it has its cons. Yeah, you know, some ego but, and stuff. Yeah, and it's a lot of other stuff too. But you know, the like thing what? about it is with the fighting game community, I love is that we all share the same passion. Uh, and you know, to be realistic, eighty percent of the people that enter tournaments, they're not really that serious. It's really only like a few percent. Yeah. Uh, but they love competing. Yeah, like they just fun. love it's just fun. You be with your friends and then eating is the best part. Yeah. Because I just was hitting up my friends before I was on my way here. Like I have two simple questions. Where are we gonna eat and what are we drinking? Yeah. That's it. Bro, I love watching like I love following you on social because yeah. you're always eating at like these dope places. Especially because yeah. I I'm a foodie myself. Like I love there's so many places here in St. Louis to eat alone. Like we have such yes. a good culinary scene, and like you're always hitting up these little spots. I'm like, oh, let me add that to my list. Let me add that to my list. Yes, dude, yeah. you know all the good little spots. Yeah, and some of them like it's from my friends' word of mouth. Yeah, like, that's and the best way. He put me on to Olive. Like that's kind of like a China Korea town, if you will call it. Yeah. When you go down 170, make a left on yeah, Olive. Olive, dude. They got yeah, a whole bunch like, of stuff there. They got there. dim sum. I didn't even my best friend. One of my best friends put me on. He was like, yo, this is dim sum place. Oh, you didn't know that all that stuff was over there? No, oh, I had yeah. no clue. And I yeah. and I had done some before. I was in Chicago in Chinatown, mm-hmm. and I had that. Yeah. And soup dumplings are so good. Have you ever had one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just bursting your mouth yeah, of dude, flavor, flavor and dude. the heat. Like, mm-hmm. it's so good. Like, I burnt my mouth a few times, but it was worth <laughs> it. You know? Dude, you know, get it when it's hot. Yeah, but um, I'm going to be looking forward to that, just competing. And I haven't competed in a while because I've been dealing with other stuff. Yeah. Because uh, I was doing uh, programming for Launch Code. Uh, I, uh, it's a free cl- course that you could take mm-hmm. to learn Java. Yeah, I had a couple or, friends in that. Mm-hmm, and it was it's brutal, but it's worth it. It, yeah, it pays it's, off. It's free, but it's super, like, it's heavily, like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, a, it's an intensive workload. Yeah, it's very intensive. And you got to, it was two classes uh, per week, mm-hmm. every week. and it's Like 16 weeks, right? Uh, was it yeah, I believe, I believe it was 16. 16, And right? you had unit one, two, three, and four. Because the first was Python, then it was web development, and then it was, uh, after that, it was either Java or C Sharp or C Plus. No, it was C Sharp. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I think it was only three units. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and then the next step, you could do the, um, uh, what was that? Uh, I forgot what it was. It was the uh, apprenticeship program. Mm-hmm. It was something where you could uh, – oh, it was like a capstone project. You, uh, They teach you how to get your project together and mm-hmm. whiteboarding and stuff like that. Yeah. I still need to work on my project, mm-hmm. um, but now that I got settled, I can actually focus on it. I'm actually going to do that when I get back from competing uh, this weekend. But Also, you're going to coding? Is that is that the plan? Yeah, that's what my plan is, uh, okay. to be a programmer because, okay. like, that's, like, somewhat the new wave. Like, they need to put bodies – yeah. in these positions yeah. because nobody wants to do it. It's it's getting to the point that just giving it to you for free. Yeah, yeah, they like, are. Because you used to pay, and the thing is you get hands-on. Like you earn a certificate and everything, and then once you finish your project and you get interviewed, they put you in a pool. Yeah. And that's how you can get placed. And you got to earn your way in to get a full-time position, but it's a paid apprenticeship. Right. And free education. Yeah, dude, it's I free mean. education. Like, why not? Even if you're not in computers, like, I would say give it a try. Because the worst thing you can do is just drop out. You don't pay. Which anything. a lot of people do. Oh, yeah. A lot of people it, drop it, out. Yeah, of yeah you know, it's life. You know, people have families. You know, they can't help it. And some people just want to learn. And yeah. they're already programmers, but they want to learn Python because they never did Python. Yeah. So. 
Hmm. I got a buddy who's a programmer I should hook you up with. He tried to get me into programming like forever mm-hmm. ago. I'm just like, dude, I, sh- I just don't see the world that way. Because <laughs> like the way <laughs> for every problem, he has a he has a programming solution for it. I'm just like, ah, I don't know. My mind doesn't work that way. Yeah, I would like to hook up with him. Yeah, and see I, about that. I have to touch, uh, catch, uh, blah, I have to connect you with him. Okay, that's cool. Um, dude, so you started a decade ago doing these fight, you know, tournaments. Like mm-hmm. back then, what what was the scene like? Man, the scene here. Uh, well, I could tell you how it kicked off. Like, <laughs> it was uh, 2009. Street Fighter Four comes out. And this was when Hollywood Video was still around. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The game crazy. Yeah. So there were two tournaments. There was one for GameStop because it was that that was a national tournament. Like if you uh, got so far, you actually got flown out. I forgot where, but you were you were able to compete on the main stage. And uh, I entered the tournament for GameStop, and at the time, I was playing on controller. Um, and I played on the I used to play on the arcade, but I. Uh, it's been a while, so I wasn't used to it, so I was still playing on controller. But uh, I didn't do so good in that, and I played, uh, I think I picked uh, Vega, because he was a cool character. He's my favorite character since, you know, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo. And uh, I went to Gang Crazy, and that's when I met the people I know now, and some of them I'm friends with, and acquaintances. Like, I remember it was these two brothers, they were the Sun brothers, Alan's son and Glenn's son. (laughs) And, uh, And uh, they, I did. They was quiet. Alan was quiet, and he played uh, Ryu, and uh, his brother played uh, Chun Li, Glenn. So I'm sitting here like, wow, they're doing good. And you had to use fight sticks. They had these small Street Fighter four fight sticks to like promote. Okay. Uh, with the game, and uh, I was like, okay, they're doing their thing, and. Uh, I think I went like 0 and 2 or something like that, 1 and 2. I didn't do so high. <laughs> but anyway, Allen ended up winning that. Trash, bro. So he ended up winning that, right? And <laughs> I was like, okay. And then it was like, yeah, um, we're going to have a tournament at this place called Ogre's Game Store. It was a card shop on uh, Fifi Road. Okay. And before I knew it, it just hit from there. Like, it was, like, over 30-some people in at the tournament. Come to find out, I found out that St. Louis was known uh, for Tekken history. Oh, really? Yeah, St. Louis was, like, basically St. Louis and along with the Midwest, we were, like, the best in Tekken tag at one point. Oh. You know, actually one of the best, like, if not the best uh, Eddie player in Tekken. He's from here. His name is uh, Slips. Hmm. That's what he goes by. Yeah. Uh, He's actually going to be getting back in competing. Yeah. so uh, he's actually going to be going to Evo, okay. actually. Okay, seeing a little high, high So, yeah, old school. Like, these people were around before I came. Yeah. Like, I didn't even know all this was popping in St. Louis at the time. Dude, I didn't know any of this was even going. Like, I yeah. remember, like I, like, I knew gaming was a thing, and I knew yeah. people competed. And, like, almost pick a game, pick a system. There's probably, like, a circuit out there, mm-hmm. people competing. Right. But, like, when we were talking about it, because for the folks listening, like, we used to work together at Express Scripts. Right. And, like, you open my eyes to just like all these different tournaments and I'm just like, you can make how much money doing tournament? I'm like, bro, why are you even working here? You could just be gaming like all the time. Yeah. Now, yeah. Now to like, yeah, just to clear it out, like fighting games was like, like I said, and it's funny to win that to me, that was a lot of money. Cause I actually won a tournament in uh, Chicago. I won Frosty Faustings, and that's an annual tournament that's usually like around the winter time uh-huh. in Chicago. And I won that. And I won $1,000. But to me, it was, like, it was cool to me to win that for doing something that I enjoy and love to do. Exactly. 
But when you looking at like three million, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just like I'm in the wrong. I'm yeah. playing the wrong game. How old was that kid that won three million? Fortnite. Oh, he was like sixteen. Like sixteen. Yeah, fifteen or sixteen, and then like fiftieth place got a hundred k. Dude, ah, fifty. I mean, how many people? How many millions of people are on that platform? See, the thing is, is that like those are thousand. You have to think. I don't know the exact number, but you got to think. It's probably thousands of people that entered that tournament. Yeah, and like depending on the tournament you go to, there are caps. But still, you can even get a lot of money because of the sponsors. Yeah. They're, in, they're just throwing money at the tournament. Mm-hmm. But um, it's a lot more stuff into a detail, but I don't know, uh, like, the logistics of it yeah. and everything. But, but uh, yeah, man, like, yeah, that's how it kicked off with me competing here. And it's been – and it's still going strong now. Um, there were times where it would be kind of quiet, depending on the game. Yeah. Like, uh, Street Fighter Five. like, usually from – when I came in, it was a Street Fighter community, mostly a Capcom community. Mm-hmm. Um, the 3D community, it kind of was, it, it never disappeared because there were people still active. It just wasn't as big because, and what I mean by it is specifically is when we had our local tournaments monthly, it would be more entrance for the Capcom games than for the Namco, you know, uh-huh. Tekken games. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And based off popularity? Yeah, basically. Because okay. the thing is, 3D games are a little bit more complex than 2D games. Yeah. You know, not to take away the fact that there's no complexity in 2D games, but you got to deal with the fact that you got, you can sidestep, you know, and stuff like that. And you got wave dashing and other properties of the game. And you got to basically do certain combos on certain characters because it goes off of like an axis system. Mm -hmm. And if you're like at a certain position where doing a combo, you could easily, they could fall out of the combo and you could drop it. Yeah. You know, so most, that's why most people like lean towards, at least from my perception, you know. So it lead towards the 2D stuff because and then 2D stuff was like you know it's a little bit of nostalgia it came out first because 3D games came out later yeah you know nostalgia goes a long way yeah it doesn't but sometimes you can get blinded by that <laughs> that's true so I mean yeah so you're doing Samurai Showdown you're not gonna do Tekken no 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 you have to dedicate a lot of time in Tekken like yeah. I have the game I tried playing they actually have a character I like uh, Fang but it's just no. That that you have to literally dedicate. You have to practice movement first. Yeah. Before you can even get your combos down, because there's this thing called Korean back dash, where you basically do it's like repeatedly do down back down back down back. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But I would have to show you if I had my fight stick. But you literally have to. It makes the character look like they're moving and sidestepping. But if you do it in a fluid motion, they're doing this. Ah. Oh. Yeah. And that's how, but you mess, you could mess up your wrist. Yeah, I mean, just the mechanics of that physically, just like the muscle memory. Oh and like, yeah, yeah, the you can in your you hands. can get an injury. Like there's certain there's these certain characters. Like I don't know if you remember in Tekken Devil Jin. Like, uh, have you played Tekken before? Yeah, dude, I used to love Tekken. Is Devil Jin was was he like was he like he had the, the robot? wings? Oh. Uh, well, remember the uh, the Mishimas like uh, Hitachi, Jin. You know that big family. Uh, they kind of, the you know, the two characters that look for like Kazuya, they kind of look similar, and I they had like look. the pointy hair. You, you know, he wore the purple suit. I got my computer right here, yeah. bro. Let me just pull yeah, you some, gonna have to check it let's out. Let's pull some Tekken people right now. Yeah, so uh, there's this uh, Kudans was a uh, he's he's actually still playing, but he was a Korean. He's a Korean uh, Tekken player. Uh-huh. 
he's considered like the best Mishima player, and he actually hurt his wrist for wave dashing because oh. that's what that character can do, and you can mess up your wrist doing that. So he had to get surgery. He was out for a while. Oh wow! And everything. Yeah, man. I mean, just repetitive stress injuries. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. That's mean, the reason why I don't play. Like I used to play hours. Like. It's hard on the body. Oh, yeah. We were crazy, man. Like, I was working two jobs then, and we used to, like, have hookups with, like, over 20 people. People came from Kansas City. Yeah. And we used to grind it out. Like, I had to be at work in, like, what, (laughs) six in the morning? Man, I got three hours of sleep. I'm on nice energy drinks. (laughs) And we were just grinding it out trying to get good. Yeah. Like, you know, we was representing our region, you know, and I was traveling out a little bit more because I wanted to get good, you know. Yeah, I mean that makes sense, dude. You know, we we actually have a mutual friend, and I think it's just through gaming. Uh, Keith, I don't know Keith's last name, Asian guy. Keith? Yeah. Oh my God! Are you yeah, he, he does. Do, he does jujitsu at my gym. Yeah, I know he does jujitsu. He's one of the nicest people in Man, the whole fucking world. Man, that dude is so world. cool. He was and the he one makes that amazing egg rolls. Yeah, yeah. He was the one that used to host us. Oh, really? In O'Fallon. Yeah, we used to play at his house, spend the night in the basement. And uh, I think it was his dad that made the sticky rice. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm telling you, we would be pushing buttons. And as soon as he announced sticky rice is ready, we drop everything. <laughs> and, like, those were great memories, man. Like, yeah. Like, I love it. Did you find it? Yeah, so I got some – so who are we looking at? Yeah, uh, type in Devil Gen. Oh, Devil Gen? Yeah, just type in Devil Gen for Tekken. And that'll be the character. Yeah. Yep, that's him. That's ah. the character that Qdons played. Okay. And, uh, yeah, it's like – Yeah, I know that guy. It's a lot of – you'd be surprised at the lore with, like, the players. Like, you have to be really into it. Like, it'd be some, like, legendary matches that – it may not be big mainstream-wise, but – In the it's community. Something, yeah, it's something special about the community when you witness stuff like that. Like, there's a um, – uh, there was a le- one of the legendary matches where uh, you heard of Street Fighter Third Strike. Uh, no. Yeah, this was a Street Fighter that had a parry system in it, and you could ba- it basically like you know in Street Fighter you had the traditional fireballs being thrown mm-hmm. and everything. Well, in this game you could still throw fireballs, but you could parry them. Okay. And it 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 didn't really it was pointless to throw a fireball basically. This came out ninety nine. Yeah, and um, what you did was when the attack just before it, it it hit you, you had to hit forward on the pad or the stick, and that's how you parried it. Ah. Oh. So it gave you an advantage too because you could parry and punish them mm-hmm. for it, but you had to make like timing had to be on. Yeah. Though. Oh yeah, you had to time it. But uh, long story short, though, about Daigo is that. Uh, there was this match between Daigo and Justin Wong. Daigo played Ken. Justin Wong played uh, Chun Li. Daigo had no life, so he had like this much, and he tried to chip him out with Chun Li super. And because with Chip, if you don't have no life, you die. Yeah. But he parried all her super. Like she did multiple kicks and attacks. That's what her super was, mm-hmm. and he parried all of that. And he came back and won oh, the round. Wow. Yeah, it's on it's on video actually. What is it? It's uh just put uh Daigo Perry. Just type Daigo Perry. How do you spell Daigo? Uh D A I G O. First one came. <laughs> yep. So this Daigo Full Perry Classic from 2010. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh. That was it. Yeah, it's on yeah, he's in the he's in the Guinness Book of World Records EDO and Wikipedia. hmm He's on Wikipedia too. Let's watch this real quick. Yeah, he's from Japan. 
These guys are going after it right now. Yeah, that's Ken right there in the white. And that's uh, Daigo playing Ken. See, that was the parry right there. Uh, he parried again, yeah. Yeah, because he has, like, no life right now. Yep, none. Now watch. What? Yeah, that was sick. Oh. Shut up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, the whole crowd is going insane. Oh, yeah. and, that's, and that's the FGC right there. Oh. And that's what I love about that's awesome. it, the hype, man. That's a, and in that moment, that dude is a god. Yeah. And what's funny is he's actually the best Street Fighter player in the world. And actually what's funny is I actually almost beat him. Yeah. In Ohio. I was it, our video is actually our matches on YouTube. Uh, it's German Luger versus Daigo. And I almost beat him. I lost two to one. And that was like my second big tournament out of the I think yeah, it was my second big like uh major tournament. And this right here? Eight years. Yep, that's me. <laughs> How'd you come up with German Luger? Uh, I'll tell you after the match, yeah. Oh, you got 32,000 views on this bad boy. Oh, yeah. Where's he from? He's from Japan. Okay. Yep, and he, he flew all the way from Japan to Ohio. He's just in dead foot. Well, you are, too. You guys are fucking focused. Oh, yeah, you got to be, man. Like, the thing about it is it's like chess. Like, yeah. It's like chess or with anything you compete in, you got to remain focused. 100%. So, and they give you these, like, these... Uh, the your, sticks? Yeah, your controller here. Your oh, no, I bought sticks. that. So, no, that's, no. so this is your own yeah, that's uh, our own, yeah, configuration we, here? Like. Yeah, that's us, yeah. Because uh, that came out when Street... That was a Street Fighter 4 uh, arcade... Uh, Street Fighter 4 arcade stick by uh, Mad Cats. Okay. So, is there, is there a concern with, with people, like, putting in certain mods on their... Yeah, there is a concern. Um, the thing about it is, it's like, if you put in a converter, well, I don't know this 100% sure. I think it was all speculation. Like, some people have modded sticks yeah. that could give them, uh, well, actually, no, I, I take that back. Some people have modded sticks to where it gives them an advantage. Yeah. Like, there was this one player where he could easily do his ultra by adding an additional button. Oh. And uh, sometimes uh, there was a controversy where there's this new uh, device called a hitbox, and it doesn't it doesn't have a stick like a traditional stick. It's just nothing but buttons. Hmm. Yeah, and when you get a chance one day, just look up hitbox, uh -huh. and it gives you the advantage because really, like if you're really good on a, a keyboard. Like, you yeah. can literally, like, it makes inputs easier. Yeah, I mean, it's just. Yeah, you're just doing this. Yeah. And it, execution. It's less all of this. Yeah, or... and, yeah, it's, and it, I've been told that you can execute, e your execution is a lot better. I figured, that, I mean, the fewer the movements, the better, right? I mean. Yeah, and, yeah, and it's just like, yeah, there was some controversy about that. Um, uh, also, too, uh, mapping, button mapping. Um, also, you can even make it to where you can put, like, L, L light kick and uh, light punch the same. Something like that. I'm just putting uh, configurations together. If you hit that, instead of just hitting two buttons at the same time, yeah. you can hit one. Put it in one. But they allow it, though. Oh, do you they? Know? Yeah, as long as you're not using the turbo button. Okay. Yeah. So um, do they, whenever you enter these tournaments, do they do they look at your sticks? No, they, they don't. Nope. You just nope. basically bring it in. It's, it's all for morale. So you won round one there. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I won that. Like, it was crazy, man. Like, and I wasn't even nervous. It was just like I just played my game. Yeah, dude. Now, hit um, that flow state. Yeah, I remember you uh, asked me uh, about how I got my name. So, I used to live in Germany. Yeah. And also, too, um, I like shooters, mm-hmm. even though I wasn't playing shooters at that time, but I've grown to play like Halo and Call of Duty on later. Yeah. And I like it, you know, I was like, okay, it was my Xbox Live uh, tag. Okay. My gamer tag. It just stuck with and, you. And I was like, and also, I'm a hip hop head. So there was this uh, group from Germany that produced called uh, Snow Goons. Hmm. And their first album was German Lugers. So it was old to that. And to me, liking shooting games because it was a gun, and I used to live in Germany. So okay. that's how it came together. One person actually understood it. Somebody sent me a random message on Xbox Live, and he was from the Netherlands, and he just typed snow goons with a question mark. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I like German Lugas. And he was like, yeah, I like Black Snow. That was that second album. Okay. So one person got it. But, snow um, goons, huh? Yeah, my friend he used to give me. Uh, I have to check them out. Yeah, he used to give me flack for, uh, like, why you just call it? Why you can't just be Luger? <laughs> it's kind of redundant, German Luger. And I was like, no, nah, that's that's how I want to keep it that way. Yeah, you know what man, I'm saying? it's unique to you. I was like, yeah, and I used to live there. Now, a little funny story uh, about about my name, my gamer tag, is that <laughs> there's this guy uh, Alex Riot, really good Street Fighter player. He's actually going to be at Evo this weekend. Okay, old school. Um, I played him online. That's how I got acquainted with him as a player. You're coming back right here, bro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You won that round too? Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> yeah, it was crazy, man. It so was, how does that so you just won the first two rounds? How so how did you not beat? Well, him? basically it's two out of three. So it's two out of three rounds, but you also gotta win two matches. You see what I'm saying? So Okay, so is it see Daigo won one. See, he beat me twice. See, these rounds right here, that's two out of three. Okay. So he won the first match. See, he also got to win again to put me in losers or uh-huh. eliminate me. Okay. So me, I'm at zero right now. Yeah. Because I'm still trying to come back. Huh. And I think this was a – this might have been the one where I actually won. Because I haven't watched this video in a while. Yeah. I'm sorry, you were saying something. Yeah, but um, actually, uh, so Alex Valle, uh, I got acquainted with him online, and we was playing matches because uh, the online uh, scene was actually pretty popular with Street Fighter Four at one point because there was uh, this person, uh, Panda X Game, and I think it was somebody else, Peaceful J. Uh, I think it was Peaceful J first doing it where they were streaming like uh, eight minute like a uh, open lobby. Uh-huh. So it'd be like some it'd be like some old school top players even like new generation coming in and yeah. the guy be streaming and we all just play online. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So Vae was in there and then um, we did a first to five and uh, I played him and it was like good games or whatever. When I finally met him, he was like, you're black <laughs> because of my game attack. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't expecting me to be black. Just so shocked. And it, uh, it was funny though, but no, he's a cool, he's a cool cat. Yeah. Like, um, but yeah, man, that's pretty much. How long did you live in Germany for? Oh, I've lived there. Like, well, see, I first lived in England. Yeah. And then. Um, I know you bounced around a lot with your parents being in the military. Yeah, my right? dad. Yeah, my dad was in the Air Force. So, preschool, I left St. Louis when I was two, and I went to overseas in England, uh, like second grade. Uh, when I was, yeah, when I think I was here. No, preschool. I'm sorry, preschool. So I started preschool in England, and 
I can't even remember when I started living in Germany. I think it was when I got to the first grade. Okay. And then since then, all the way to the fifth grade. Oh, so and then yeah, I was there for a minute. About yeah, five years. Yeah, I was there for a minute in overseas, and um, I miss it. If I was eighteen, I would have stayed. I never yeah. would have left. What's a hell of an experience, man? I mean, just the difference. Especially culture. as a kid, and that's part of the reason the why I'm a foodie. Yeah. And that's part of the reason why I'm a foodie now is because of the fact that, you know, um, yeah, this was the match that I won. But that's part of the reason why I'm a foodie now because I was open to different things. Yeah. Like, and you know, I, I did eat the traditional fast food on base, but we went out to the village and tried different stuff. Like, that's why I like gyro so much. Dude, that's one of my favorite foods. It's so hard to find a good gyro. Yeah. Oh, gyro house is good. Where are they at? Oh, that's in the loop. Okay. Yeah. Um, I posted some like gyro house. Like, I highly recommend going to gyro house. I have to check it out. I found three really good gyros in this city that I, that I absolutely love. What's the name of them? So, one is um, Angelo's Chicago Taste. Where's that at? So, there's one on Limburg. It's uh, it's actually it's Limburg and McDonald's, like over there by Boeing. Really? It's like in a little, little strip there, right next to the mm-hmm. Boeing store, actually. Love them. There's actually um, a little Mediterranean place here. I can't think of the name, but it's actually here in Westport. Um, where am I at? Yeah, Westport Plaza. There's actually a Mediterranean. Really? Yeah, they have actually really good gyros. And then the other one I found is, um, I really wish I could think of the name, but it's uh, it's on Lindbergh again, but it's all the way in like South County. Really? Yeah. I'm going to have to try that one, the Mediterranean one. Yeah, man. It's uh, right here at uh, – it's 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 like a little shop, I guess, if you're going to uh, – Because I'm hungry. You know where Fuzzies, <laughs> you know where Fuzzies is? Yeah. It's like right across from them. Oh, really? I didn't even know that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, There's another um, – what else? Um trying to think what else is really really good dude you gave him the fucking business though dude oh i did man like for and i actually had an ego off of that i'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> i mean come on man it's daigo one of the best in the world bro yeah you i just held your own him. if that doesn't give you confidence like i actually got my name like in the fighting game community because of that match yeah like and some people still talk about it well at the time there was a time where even after so long it happened uh, it some people were still talking about it, and it was it was That's really feel good. yeah it was really feel it, it made me feel good because of the fact that like I could go to a tournament and play right and not even because I usually I always introduce myself as Cameron mm-hmm. I always introduce myself I never go by my gamer tag really and some people would ask me like are you German Luger and I was like yeah and it's like oh yeah your Vegas really good bro I saw you almost beat Daigo like it was insane <laughs> like it, it was really cool like. Like I, I love it, man. And then like, like this right here, like, is is really it's something special to me because I met friends not just in St. Louis but throughout across the country, the whole world. Like I got friends like in Cali. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I remember you like traveling various times whenever we were, I was still in MCC, and like you're like, yeah, I'm gonna go stay at my friends like in yeah. Cali or like in Vegas yeah. or like in Oregon yeah, or like. like like, uh, it was actually Seattle, Washington. Washington, yeah, that's what yeah. Seattle. And, and we share a, a hotel, but, you know, I met different people. We shared the same interests. And it's not just with gaming, but, you know, we just chill. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I mean, and there's that's still a human connection there. Yeah, and that's what it's about, really, like, with the fighting game community. It's more than just playing games and pushing buttons. Yeah. It's like unity. And, like I said, it's not all unity. There's certain factions, favoritism, stuff like that. But, you know, it's with any community. That's just humans being humans. Yeah, humans being humans, man. Yeah, it's like man. with the job and everything. But, you know, like I, like I said, I was just linking up with my friends from San Francisco, San Jose. Yeah. Like, what we eating, what we drinking. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, 
And, you know, I'm about to run into somebody I'm cool with from England. He's about to come over That's to cool. Vegas because I haven't seen him in a minute. Yeah. You know, because he's across the water. <laughs> you, you met them through gaming. Yeah, met him through gaming, man. Like, it's all cool. Like, and, you know, we share the hype. And everything, the salt is the best. Like, when people get salty, <laughs> like, I'm going to tell you right now, real talk, it's just like with any sport, like NBA, I cried when I lost. I Like, there was a point where I, this was during the time I was trying to improve my game. And I'm still improving because I'm still playing. But I was trying to get out of pools. Like, that's half the battle. The way the format works in tournaments is that you have pools. Yeah. There are 16 people to each pool. Only two can get out. Yeah, get out of the pool to get to, like, the big bracket. Yeah, to get to top 32, top 16, and top 8. And if it's, like, Evo, it's going to be, like, <laughs> top 128, <Yeah>. top <laughs> 64. It's going to be huge. Something like that. But the thing is, is that I went, I was this close. I was actually in loser's finals because they do it to where you make it to winner's finals, and it's two out of three, and you win to get out. So I was in loser's finals, and – I was always at this point to where I would get close, but never get yeah. just break that, you know, just break it to where I just make it out. And it was a uh, I went against Dom Die. He was a uh, ST player, really good T Hawk player from uh, New York, and uh, he played Ken in Street Fighter Four. And I was up, I was up. I had I was match point, and I just. Lost it. You got too confident. You can't. Think? I don't know what it was. I think I was focusing too much on the fact that I could get out of pools. Yeah. He beat me, and I just slammed my hand on the fight stick. Dude, it's I went to the hotel bro. room. I was in tears, like, and I never thought I'd cry over a video game, but it's different when you're competing and you really give a damn. Yeah. Because. Like, I'm telling you, if you're on the outside and you don't understand, and even then you should because if you're competing anything else, especially if a competitive, yeah. like you, you used to do MMA. Yeah, man. You know, anybody plays sports. Yeah, if you have that competitive edge. And yeah, like the competitive you're, you're edge, you can relate all? to that. Yeah, man. And, you give, and people think like, oh, it's just a game. Trust me, when you care, you got palms sweating. Like, I'm it's telling serious, you. It's serious, man. Like, I was just telling my girlfriend earlier today, like, you know, I'm excited for Evo because she going with me. She wants to see how I get down. This because is her she, first time experience in this yeah, whole thing. Yeah, yes, it, yes. And and the thing is, is that I miss the palm sweat and the nerves, like the trash talk, like yeah. all that. Makes you know, people alive. getting hype, man. Like you know, we from Cali, stuff like that. I'm representing Midwest. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, and it's all good fun. Yeah, it's all good fun, and. That's what I miss, and I cannot wait to embrace that. That's dope. That's dope. <laughs> like, yeah, there's a saying with Samurai Showdown, embrace death. That's actually, like, the motto because <laughs> it's a samurai. It's a yeah, samurai you know what I'm do. saying? You got to embrace death because the thing is that game, like, just to, like, break it down, to minimalize it, not to go too deep, but if you are – you got to make a decision and commit to it because if you – I have this motto myself. If you play shy, you die. Hmm. You can't be conservative – you got to go in, yeah. make your moves, attack accordingly, you know, pay, analyze the situation, but you got to be quick Hes about hesitation it. Hesitation kills, man. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing I like about Samurai Showdown. Like, I tried giving Street Fighter Five a chance, and it was just not my flow. But 4 was more my flow because I could actually, like, play, and I could express my personality in the game. But – Samurai Showdown is really going to be that yeah. game. It's always a little frustrating whenever they uh, they change the game up. Whenever oh, they come yeah. out the next one, you're just like, oh, why did you do that? Oh, yeah. I had <laughs> – uh, yeah, so I had woes about that. So with Street Fighter 4, um, 
they did Street Fighter Four, the just Street Fighter Four. Then they came out with Super. Then they came out with uh, Arcade Edition. Then they came out with Arcade Edition 2012, and then they came out with Ultra. <laughs> so with each of these games, they had do balance patches. So the, I played Vega. I was a specialist, which huh. and what a specialist is, is that you only play one character. Okay. That was the term that people use in fighting games, specialists. Um, and it was a lot of specialists in Street Fighter Four because it like this is how deep it was with specialists. Like people would compare my Vega to the ones in Cali. Like, there was a NorCal Vega. There was a SoCal Vega. We had it. There was an East Coast Vega named Zeus. Oh, wow. Uh, there was a Chicago Vega uh, named, he went by Nick. There was a Mateo. He was somewhere from the East Coast. Like, they were, we were all specialists with that character. Then you had, like, C. Viper. That was the new character. They'd never been in Street Fighter history. That was a new character they added. Oh. So you had Latif. You had Wolf Crone. You had, um, uh, some other Vipers, you know, uh, Krizzle, you know, you had from, he was from NorCal. Yeah. These, we were specialists. You had people that only played Ryu. You had people that only played Abel. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's deep, man. And you got your name, like, even though the thing was, most of the people that won played multiple characters or the broke characters that were, had all the tools to help you win if you was good already. Yeah. But it was something special at that time because... It, all of us played the same character, but we all played different. Yeah. Like, I was more of a rushdown. Yeah. I like doing – I like throwing. I like grabbing you with a Kara throw. And what a Kara throw is is that um, with my character, at least, if you hit the kick button at the same time, if you pianoed the kick into the throw, your character had a long – would move forward and have a greater distance in throwing you. Okay. So a normal throw, you don't move. But if you did a Kara throw, my character would actually move forward. Yeah, I get you. There's, there's like momentum there. Yeah, and Ken, he had one where his range was extended. Hmm. So that's basically what it was. And, like, we all played different. Like, Zeus, he was lame. He was a lame Vega player. <laughs> like, he would just sit there and hold down back. Yeah. And he'd get a life lead. He wouldn't even do anything. That's lame. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, uh, It's like camping in, like, Call of Duty or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, it, and, the, and the thing is, it's just, like, the one thing uh, I also learned with fighting games, too, that I could say, uh, not only just with being a specialist, but you learn discipline. You actually learn a lot about yourself when you compete. Yeah. Because it has taught me patience because you have to have discipline. Like, you got to learn from your losses, analyze your faults. And it's kind of like with life, you know, yeah. you fail, you got to look at yourself. 100%. You got to improve. And some of our friends and I talked about that. Like, you know, Street Fighter are competing. Like, it kind of like, you know, transition to everyday life. Yeah. If you look at it like that because of the fact that, you know, you can't. Like, in life, you got to make a decision and just go for it and don't worry about the what ifs. You got to commit. Yeah. It's just like in the match when you plan, because I'm going to tell you what, the successful people, they say successful people are the ones that take risk. In gaming, the people that win tournaments, they're the ones that take risk. Yeah. And I've seen it firsthand. Yeah. They don't play conservative. They don't overthink stuff. They go for it. They just do. Yeah, they just do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And. That's what I got out of competing in fighting games, not just playing them. Because when I played them, I never, I'm telling you, I, my eyes was wide open to a whole bunch of stuff I didn't even think of, like footsies. And, and that's very broad. There's actually a book about that by Sonic Hurricane. And you can print it actually online. What's footsies? Uh, footsies 
basically like me and you, we're fighting, right? It's, uh-huh. it's think of it as MMA. So you're fighting, you're trying to establish, and you kind of like you throw a punch. Uh-huh. You try to do like a jab, but you whiff, but you don't leave yourself open to the point to where you're open for an attack. Yeah. That's basically what footsies is is like the kind of like general, filling it out. Yeah, filling it out your space, att- establishing your space yeah. and trying to dominate where you at yeah. in neutral. Because mm-hmm. MMA, boxing, they're in a neutral state. So when they're hop- moving around, it's kind of like in fighting games in 2D, you're moving back and forth. Yeah. So you whiff a light attack to try to like establish like what is the person going to do. Yeah. yeah you're and feel, then, out process. Yeah. And then, and then once you establish the, establish that momentum and that dominance, then you just go in and attack. Yeah. And that's what I've learned. And I didn't even think about that. And then there's frame data. Like, uh, basically if something's like really negative, if you have a move that's like, like say my move is like three frames on startup. Right and your move is minus seven, and I block it. My move that's three frames faster, that's three frames fast, can punish your move because you minus seven. Oh. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. That's how it works. Yeah. And uh, at that time, I just played off a of feel. Yeah. Because I didn't really start looking at frame data until later in the Street Fighter Four series. Yeah. And stuff. So start. it's a lot to it. Yeah, really getting like, yeah, to the analytics it, of yeah, it, dude. Yeah, when you break it down, like – it's it's not just oh you're just pushing buttons. There's like, more strategy. Than it's that. more strategy to it, um, and not only that, there's like and the thing is too like this is kind of vague. It's not 100 percent accurate, but you can kind of tell a person's personality by how they play. Yeah, and uh, if they're real like aggressive, um, their personality it could be like really emotional. They're gonna play that way in some cases. Yeah, um, competition will really bring out your true self. Yeah, it, it really can. Will. Yeah, um, like Daigo, for instance, he's real chill in life. Yeah, you see him, he'll drink, chill, eat, Just and he, and it shows in his gameplay. He's yeah. very calm. If he's getting his ass whooped, he doesn't do anything. Like he'll take risks and be like, "Oh, why you do that?" But the thing is, though, you can't tell that he he doesn't show in his face. He doesn't look like he's freaking out or anything. Yeah, he has his game face on. Yeah, and. You know, sometimes, and that could be a strategy in itself. Like, yeah. it's different types of strategies to manipulate face. people. Like, if you know if a person's like going like this, rocking back and forth, and you're doing this, oh, you can just go in and just mess them <laughs> up. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot or, of psychology there. Oh, I, I got hit with one actually. So I was at SoCal Regionals and I was in a tournament. I wiped everybody. I went to uh, winners' finals and uh, I had to play Snake Eyes and I lost to him. He ended up getting fourth at that tournament. But um, he beat me, and I was playing against uh, this guy named Juna Baboon from uh, SoCal. He was a Ken player. Okay. He sat, like, further back, and he was watching my hands. Mm. That's a strategy, too. Huh. So if somebody's looking at your hands, like, if you push a button, they can react and try to counter what you're doing. Based off that button. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I would tell you, <laughs> like, it's a lot of funny stories that I could tell you in the fighting game community that are funny to me. But um, a buddy of mine, JJJ, we called him, he had, like, a long name. <laughs> so we just called him JJJ. <laughs> but he did a money match with Daigo, and he picked Dictator, uh, M. Bison, one of the original Street Fighter characters. And it was, uh, he, he saw his hand. 
And that's a, a ultra move that Di, uh, M. Bison can punish Ryu if he throws a fireball. Okay. It's the one where he goes full screen and he stomps on you and he goes into the animation. As soon as he saw the fireball, he went like this. And Daigo looked at him and smirked and JJJ was just laughing. Because <laughs> he was like, yeah, yeah, I was looking at your hands. He's like, he knew what was happening. Yeah, they um, but there's a way to counter that too. You can buy um, you can sit side by side of them, or now that most of the setups now, if you play on stage, is head to head. Okay. Um, but there's another way to counter. Um, like people listen to buttons too, so you could fake like button can, press. Oh shit! Yeah, you say your buttons to no function. It's getting deep. So you set it to no uh, function, and I, <laughs> sometimes I would do this, and you push a button, and I'd be like, "Yep, gotcha," and gotcha. <laughs> And uh, I used to get hit with that all the time. It was just cat named Rex, man. He used to hit me with that all the time. I'll try to come back and I'll do my super move. And as soon as he, uh, like, gets close to me, I hear him push the button and he didn't push shit. <laughs> he pushed the no function button. And that's when I started learning about that. Oh. But I, I gotten uh, keen to, like, tuning that out now. Yeah. I don't even listen to button presses anymore. Yeah. But um, there's another way to counter that, too. Um, you can get silent buttons. You can get the stick with silent buttons. You don't hear the clicking. Yeah. And uh, you can even do it to the stick because when you move the stick, you hear that clicking sound. Yeah. But um, you can get the silent stick gate. You got to be really trained to, like, listen to that shit. Yeah, I'm not good at that. I'm going to be honest. I'd be the first one to push a button, and you actually did something, and I get DP'd for it, like <laughs> Dragon Punch, or get killed by a super. But, no, I just, like, it's a lot of stuff to it Yeah, that is very interesting to me. And it's not for everybody, but, like, it's, it's I think it's really, really cool. Yeah. And what's funny is, is, like, we were talking about programming, um, there is quite a few fighting game players that are programmers yeah. because they look at it like a fighting game. You solve a problem. Yeah. And you know how when you do a code, if it doesn't work, you keep trying this. It's kind of like when you're in the lab in training mode, as soon as the game comes out, you try to do combos. Well, will this work? Okay, it works on this character, but will it work on this character? Yeah. And sometimes that's not the case. You got to do a different combo. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, figure out so the algorithm. It's different. Like it's it's like program. You keep doing it until you find a solution. And it's like process of elimination. Yeah. You take this move out, try to do this move, will it work? And yeah. it may not work. I mean, I used to spend like hours just, trying to find like practice combos and like do that. And I don't do it as much now because Samurai Showdown it's a game that's easy to pick up, but I think it's gonna be harder to master. Because mm. anybody can pick it up. And you really don't have to be that much knowledgeable in matchups. You just need to know what's really punishable. Yeah. And so, yeah. Punishable like, in what way? What do you mean? Like, like, what's going to get, like, the most damage? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I got you. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. What's uh, punishable? Um, know your character's weaknesses and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Because um, there are tiers. And what a tier is is basically separates, you know, like, who's good, who's S tier, who's A tier, B tier, C tier, and on down. Yeah. And if you got the S tier character, that means he pretty much has uh, pretty much almost all the tools. The only weakness would be probably about like a handful of characters that could just outright counterpick him. Yeah. And that's usually the downfall with an S tier character. They have a lot of good matchups, but they have that one very bad matchup. It's so blurred, like just obviously bad. For yeah, them. it's obviously bad. Yeah. And um, so, and it's a strategy in itself picking characters too. Because me, I'm not going in there as a specialist. I'm done with that. I work too hard. I'm done 
choosing that path of struggling because you struggle when you pay, play only one character. Yeah. Unless the character is really good. Yeah, because you just you have to be so good with that character. Yeah, you have to be. And it's a lot of homework you got to do. You got matchup knowledge when you can just counterpick. Yeah. So I'm playing three characters. I'm playing uh, Genjiro, uh, Hamaru. Those are the two, like, the original. They're a part of the original cast of Samurai Showdown. Okay. And I'm playing um, Jubei. Uh, he was also, I don't even know when he was, I know he's in one of the older games, but mm -hmm. I don't know if he was the original cast. I can't remember. Okay. But I know Hamaru, those are the three characters I'm playing. So I'm coming there with a deck. That's a good strategy. Yeah, it's a good strategy. There's nothing really wrong with it. It's pride. Like, but pride don't get you anywhere in competing. No, you just got to put that ego to the side. You have to, man. Yeah. If you want to win, you do what it takes to win. Yeah. Like, yeah. and that's basically what I'm doing. I mean. Genjiro is one of the is, is probably the best character in the game. I'm gonna tell you something. There was a tournament in Japan that just happened with Samurai Show. Now okay. all top eight was Genjiro. Oh wow! And the person that won the tournament doesn't even own the game. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's gotta be frustrating for the people who like religiously like play that game well see in japan though fighting games is like a thing to them yeah like it, gaming like they have arcade arcades are still alive over there um and the thing is, like, some of them play, like, older games and transition to the fighting game. So it transitions. Yeah, it's like the Matrix. It's like you, yeah. just, you figure out how to read it, and you can just apply it across yeah, the apply, board. Yeah, you can try it apply yeah. it across the board. Like, yeah. Um, everything, so. Yeah. Dude, I think it's cool how you, like, so many people, and I don't, I don't want to, like, like, just give, like, this broad sweeping, like, generalization of people who game. But, like, I feel like there are probably a good number of them who... Uh, live in the game like not so much like in this world like the mm -hmm. real world you know what I mean like they don't take care of their health or um, maybe they're just not like as successful in real life as they want to be so like uh -huh. you know they get that through the game and you see it all the time like uh, when like World of Warcraft was so big like people are fucking dying because yep. like they just neglect everything to play their game but, that is true but, and but you like take like this this game situation you're like you know it makes you like a better person outside of the gaming world too it yeah. seems you know yeah I mean? I've learned to be more patient more balanced yeah and then with the health of, about that like and I can attest to that like it wasn't the fact that I was just like oh I wasn't doing anything else but there would be times where like lack of sleep yeah you man, know sleep what I'm is saying? so important for your and health eating like we we would just get like Jack in the Box tacos because it'd be late. You know yeah, what I'm dude, saying? You're, you go two you, tacos for a dollar, yeah, bro. You know what I'm saying? Get some, get some Red get, Bull get, or like, something. Get like Mach thirty, like thirty tacos with ranch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And we would just, and that's the thing. I want to start to eat better because it's also better for your performance in gaming. Yeah, man. The healthier you your are, mind, your mind works. Yeah, if your yeah. mind is not sharp, because and a lot of people are getting on this kick because if your mind is not sharp, you won't perform as well. You'd be sluggish and making decisions. Yeah. Like, I've dealt with it before. I used to, like, just eat before I play. Now I have this thing to where I'll, if I do eat, I'll eat something light. Yeah. Because I don't want to feel sleepy. Right. And I'll drink a lot of water, more so now. And then not only that, too, uh, make sure you get sleep. Yeah. Cause some, now, some people have a tradition to where they don't even sleep. Some people are like that. Yeah. And I think he's starting to catch up with this player, too. He's a top player. He's known in the Guinness Book of Justin Wong. But you know, because catch up, and there, and there was, a, and he probably sleeps more now. But you know, because we getting older, man. Like when we was younger, of course you could do that. Yeah, you bounce back fast when you're young. Yeah, man. and that's what I'm saying. And the thing about it is, is like, because when I used to play, like I said, late at night, up, up like two in the morning, three in the morning, easily. I don't do that no more. Like, I don't do it because I'm 34, man. Like, 
I cannot the, the, do that. The next day, you feel it, Yeah, man. you feel it. And, yeah. the, and the thing is, like, it's really important, like, exercising. Like, a lot of the players now, like, they'll post vids of them exercising. Uh, some people make tweets that I follow on FGC, like, yo, take care of your mental health. Yeah. Exercise. Eat. Everybody's on the health kit because it's a lot of people that are working out now. Yeah, there's probably, like, a big niche that in, in that space now of, like, healthy gamers. Yeah, because they're, yeah, because they see – that they know if they want to do this, it's like with everything else you do, you got to be healthy. And for longevity, for yeah, sure. Yeah, for longevity, yeah, too. Man. Not just for gaming. Yeah. Well, you know? not even just for, like, a singular, like, tournament, but yeah. for, like, your whole career of gaming, right? Yeah, I mean, exactly. Like, and the thing is, it could slow you down. Your reaction's not as fast as no, uh, not as fast. Right. And... So that's basically because I actually wanted to talk to you too. Like, if you have any recommendations of like food prep, yeah. Because when we get back from Vegas, because we we going ham, my girlfriend and I, we going nuts. Yeah, go enjoy that. <laughs> we gonna enjoy that. Too many we, good places to eat. In Vegas. Yeah, but we going when we go back, we actually going to be back like on that shit. Yeah, and man, we'll connect. I'll, we'll we'll go over some stuff, man. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because I wanted like I'm open to any advice. Like I got a juicer, like because I want to get into juicing and stuff. Juicing's cool. I mean, I always just look at it. I just try to keep it as simple as possible. See, that's what I want to do. I don't want to do anything complicated no, or nothing like that. Anything that's going to last. You know what I mean? Longevity. So, like, lots of water, which you talked about. Yeah, lots like, of water. Getting your sleep. Like, that's sleep is the number one most important thing like anytime i'm talking to people i'm always like how much sleep do you get because if you don't get sleep it doesn't matter if you exercise or eat well if you don't get sleep none of it matters it doesn't you actually gain weight lack of sleep <laughs> yeah um not to mention too your brain doesn't function as well yeah uh, not to mention too um your immune system breaks down too yeah and also too a nice thing oh, about a light go out Oh. <laughs> no, it's all good. But um, yeah, Stranger Things. That's what it is. Yep, Aliens. Season four. The damn Russians. Yep, season four. Let's get it. But anyway, um, that's a good show, by the way. It is a good show, so, dude. Uh, I binge watched it <laughs> when it came out. <laughs> Me too. Of July. Yeah. I, I said, I I was actually um, I was up. All, I, I stayed up all night watching it. I couldn't sleep that night. Oh, I tried and I had to go to sleep <laughs> because I had to. Because you know I'm a movie head, so yeah. I had to go to the movies in the morning. <laughs> I was like, I tried, but I couldn't do it. I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, oh. Before I get to the movie thing, you could just – Dude, have you thought about setting up like a like a Twitch account or something? Or I already you, have Twitch. You have Twitch? Mm-hmm. I don't really uh, – Well, no. Oh, I know what you mean. I was thinking, I was thinking of Twitter. I'm sorry. No, like Twitch. Not Twitch. No, so, I don't stream. I haven't thought about streaming because it's a lot of hours you got to put in that. That's true. I just don't have the time for Some that. Some people get paid off of that. Yes, though. they do. You get you have sponsorships to, off of that? Yeah, it's about who you know. You got to have a brand. You got to be able to – like you have to be – able to like know how to promote yourself because not anybody can do it yeah. some people do it for fun i get it yeah and there's nothing wrong with it but if you really want to make it you gotta have a brand you gotta be able to promote yourself have a personality that's like the n- number one thing yeah if you are boring good luck yeah because people want to hear the comments like as you're speaking they want to hear what you're saying yeah. i mean as you're playing they want to hear what yeah your or just is. anything or play music there's some people that play like music they have like playlist requests yeah you know what i'm saying so you get like the viewers involved like make them feel like they're a part of the stream instead of just viewing it mm. you know what i'm saying like they in the yeah in your space with you they're with you so there's but, a there's a fighter named demetrius johnson he's a 125 pounder he used to be the ufc champion and i think he fights in like uh one fc and uh, i think japan or some or maybe, right, maybe right. China. Either way, mm-hmm. so outside of fighting, he has he has a, a um, what the fuck, Stitch, Stitcher? What, what the fuck are we talking about? Twitch. Has Twitch a, has a Twitch account. Yeah, I brought it up. He has a Twitch account, and he just makes bank just off of gaming. 
Like, just people just like to watch him play. But, see, he has that platform. Yeah, well, so, people know who he is. Yeah, and that's the thing. But, see, that that's an example of what I was talking about. Yeah. And then you got some people that are not even competitive gamers that are just – they just got a following. Yeah, man. Like, they, they have a huge following. Like, Maximilian, check him out. He's a YouTuber. And he makes a lot of money off of YouTube. Like, you know, he does these – he does content. Well, he was uh, – it was something with that, but I don't know. I'm not going to go into details because I don't know 100% with that. Yeah. But he does tw- – he's on Twitch, and he basically has a lot of viewers and followers on Twitch. But he did have a huge following as a YouTuber yeah. doing video game content, fighting yeah. game content, and so forth. Dude, my kids are always on YouTube watching other kids play games. So much – this is so popular, so much so it's, it's now on, like, regular cable. Yeah, like, it's it, oh ESPN uh, had Street Fighter Five uh, at Evo when it, when it, when I went to the Evo like two when the Street Fighter the first tournament for Street Fighter Five for Evo took place top eight was on ESPN. That's cool. My kids are watching Disney Channel and they're watching some somebody play uh, Fortnite. Yeah, it's a bubble. Like man, my best friend and I uh, we were talking and he was like, man, these kids got it so easy when it comes to gaming. Like, <laughs> if we had the reactions, because these kids have reactions. They're younger. Yeah. Their health is on par more so, even though they're eating junk food, but they're younger. <laughs> yeah. And their reactions is on point. They can win all this money. Yeah, it's crazy. Dude. And it's crazy. And they have the free time to do it. The free time, like, you don't appreciate it when you're young. Like, yeah. when you have nothing else to do but whatever you want to do. <laughs> yeah, and it's just, like, insane. Like, but, um, yeah, man, but um, uh, the movies, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, movies, that's where it's at. Dude, I'm gonna go, I haven't seen that new Lion King yet. I, wanna go I see, saw it. What do you think? It was just okay. Just okay? It was just like the movie. It was some well, parts yeah. out, but it was literally overall like the movie. I might just heard, like, this just visually. It was just so really, like, stunning. Yeah, it was good. I will give you that because the guy that directed it did Iron Man 1 and 2 okay. and Jungle Book. He's the one that played Happy. Oh, okay. The guy that's in the Avengers, mm-hmm. he's the director. He also has a movie he did called The Chef. Where yeah. he opened up a food truck. Um, God, what the fuck is his name? I forgot his name, and I should know. I'm it. gonna look it up because he actually. I love that movie, The Chef. Yeah, he has a The Chef show. Show, I watched it. That is good. Yeah, man, he's he's been making movies forever. I yeah. think. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. Um, yeah, he's been in the business for a while, even along with being an actor. And uh, visually, Lion King was really good. Yeah. Uh, the fight scene between Scar and Simba was really on point. Was it? I still like the cartoon better because Scar was coming through the fire. Oh yeah. But they didn't do that. Didn't I do was it. a little disappointed, but the overall fight scene was good. It was it was dope. I still haven't seen. I think it's like oh yeah, John Farva. Yeah, John Farva. Yeah. yeah, he's really. Yeah, good. he seems like he's a good guy too. Like he's he's really cool. Like watching his content, like because he likes cooking. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had, like, the people from the Avengers on there. Even the Russo brothers was on there on the one episode. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but movies, man, like, I love going to the movies. Like, I got the A-list program mm-hmm. for AMC because I go so much. Yeah. It's worth it. It's like 20 bucks a month. It pays for itself when you go and, and you can see three consecutive movies in one week. And yeah. it doesn't matter if it's the same or if it's a new one. So yeah. there's no blackouts. And blackouts, basically, like, you have to wait a week. Yeah. You know, but I can see, and I can also see a 3D. Um, oh, really? Dolby Atmos, if it ha- if the theater has it. Yeah. No extra fee. That's dope. And, but the only catch is, though, you can't uh, watch. I think what it was is if you get one at 7 o'clock on one day, you can't get the same movie or a, a different movie on the same time or something like that. It's uh, weird. Yeah. Yeah, you have to, like, be sporadic with the times yeah 
but um, it's really cool, man. Like, I wish I had more time to go to the movies, dude. Man, movies is everything. Like, some people don't like. I don't like being around a lot of people. Or I don't like go by myself. I go by myself a lot. Yeah, I mean, you're not gonna be talking to whoever you go with anyway. But and, and, and the cool thing is, see, I go for the interaction sometimes because that's why I miss midnight releases. They don't do it, unfortunately. You know what happened yeah. with the shootings with the Batman. Um, uh, Marvel still does some midnights, don't they? No, no, they don't do midnights anymore because I think it's part of the fact with for one, it was they. I was told they weren't getting a lot of business, hmm. but also with the shooting because that shooting that took place yeah, that was that, that was actually uh, at midnight. Yeah, actually, and the thing is, is that um, all the hardcore people are there. That's what I missed. Yeah, like I mean, work day. Iron Man 2 or yeah. something like that. People in costume even. Yeah, people costume or people just there. They took requests off. I took days off sometimes to go to a midnight release. Yeah. Like, that was exciting to me. Grown man excited. Like, I didn't care what nobody thought. Dude, there's something about walking into a movie theater yeah. and, like, smelling the popcorn. Yeah. Dude, it's just. Like, oh. it's never going to get old to me. Oh, man. And then they got these dine-in joints now. Like They bring you full-on meals, yeah, man. Yeah, you can get chicken tenders. I mean, you didn't get that back. It was just nachos, hot dogs, and popcorn. Yeah. And candy. That was it. Yeah, now they got everything. Now they got everything. If you like to drink, you can drink even. You got heated seats. Heated seats, reclining. Yeah. I'm like, you in there. And it's just like, I love that experience. And I would travel like, I'd be like, what you doing? Like every other week, you see my posts on Facebook. I'm at this theater. Yeah. Watching this movie. And and when it comes to movies, like I have a genre, a specific one I like. I like gangster drama. Like the Prohibition era. Like some of my favorite. Yeah, like the Prohibition era, you know. Like anything with mafia, I like. Yeah, man. Like any any Martin Scorsese film. Yes. Oh, you know he's working on one. Uh, it's a Netflix movie. Yeah. Al Pacino, Robert De Niro. Yeah, I saw that. Man. Yeah, I'm Dude, looking Netflix, forward to that. They put out some good content. Not always. Not always. Not always. <laughs> they almost, do have some good content. Almost to though. a detriment, though. They 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 dumped so much money in content. I think they're actually like in the in the red as a business. But like, yeah, I love I love comedy. I love stand up comedy. Oh, and nice, dude. They used like they they pump out the stand ups and then. What are your favorite stand ups you like? <sighs> man, it's just there's so many. Man, I uh, I don't really uh, I don't really. No names really come to mind. Well, like some comedians that I absolutely love, like Joe Coy's like fucking hilarious. Joe uh-huh. Ro- Joe Rogan. Um, I was just watching Aziz, um, his new. Uh, I don't know his last name. It's Ansari or something. I was just watching. oh he does. He has a show, Master of None. Master of None's a good show. Um, yeah, that is actually really good. Yeah, no, but um, I I really love like going like in person to comedy. Like, oh really? In, like, you go to the Funny Bone? Funny Bone. Sometimes I mostly go to Helium. Oh yeah, I heard of Helium. Yeah, Helium is pretty cool. Um, like I went up there. We saw um, when Joey Diaz was in town. I've actually discovered a few comedians through there. There's one. His name's Shane Moss, and he actually has a podcast, mm-hmm. and um, it's mostly like science based. He goes and talks to like a lot of different researchers, like as he's going around the like the country. Mm-hmm. He's actually pretty funny, but uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Bill Burr, he's another hilarious one. Ton of hilarious comics. Have you seen uh, comedians in cars getting coffee? Yeah, that is so Jerry Seinfeld. Good. Like yeah. it's really, I learned a lot that I did not know. Like I like Steve Martin, but I did not know he was a stand-up comedian. That's it's how so, he started his career. Yeah, dude. And it was during the uh, time Dan with the Vietnam. As well. Yeah, I knew Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. Um, but the uh, Vietnam War era, uh, that's when he was doing it, and then he stopped. 
Because hmm. he felt that that was just a time that ran its course after that. And he even wrote a book on how to be a comedian. Yeah. But I had no idea that he did that. And I was just like, I was shocked. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, and then they showed his stand up like back in the seventies. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Like that was crazy. I did not know he started off and he was different. Cause he had props. Like he had like stuff with him mm -hmm. and it wasn't more than him just standing up holding the mic. Yeah. He was like, a he prop. was like a whole different character. You know comedian. what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So, man. but yeah, it was a, um, yeah, comedy, like, I like comedy, but I'm more partial to the older comedy, like John Candy. Yeah. You know, Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, Blues Brothers know. type stuff. Yeah, because this new comedy, see, I'm, I'm not a fan of stupid funny. Okay. You know, I like it when it's just funny, mm -hmm. and it's it comes off natural. Like yeah. Like, planes, trains, and automobiles, you know, dragnet police academies. Yeah. Like, just outright goofy. Dude, Adam Sandler makes a lot of movies with Netflix. And yeah, he has some been of those, doing that. Some of those are pretty fucking funny. Yeah, yeah the one um, I have, uh, the one with Jennifer Aniston? Yeah, his most recent one. Like I haven't seen that one. Murder I'm, Mystery, I'm, I think. I'm going to get into that it's one, but good. he did another one that was hilarious. I can't remember what it was. Oh, with her? Yeah, no, yeah. Not with her. It oh. was uh, it was another Netflix movie he did that yeah. was funny. I think he has an exclusive deal with them to where he's. I mean, all of his movies have all been Netflix movies as of late. Oh yeah, that's where the money is. Yeah, yeah. What um, are there any good gangster movies coming out? I feel like that genre is just kind of like slowed down. Oh yeah, that's the thing about it. Is though it's like a it's like what. Uh, it didn't slow down like with spy movies. That really slowed down. Spy movies? Yeah, spy movies is like an acquired taste, and it's not really a – it doesn't have like a real good following. Good spy movies are actually really, really slow. Yeah, they are. Most Wanted Man, great movie, by the way, but it was slow. Yeah. Uh, but you got to be into that type of stuff. Yeah, was it like Tinker, Taylor, Soldier, Spy? That was good. Really good. Breach was good. Yeah. Um, But the thing is with Mafia, I can't even think of the next one – I think the the hot the most recent one that I was really into was uh, Black Mass. I think I've seen that. That's what uh, Johnny Depp. He oh. played that true gangster from uh, Boston. Yeah. Oh, uh, Whitey. 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 Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen that. Whitey. Oh, that's good. I've seen you that need one to see yet. That. I highly recommend that. You know what? There's that one, and um, there's another. There's an, uh, an older one. It's been a, probably a few years now. Um, What's his name? Something Hardy? John Hardy? He played these twins. Oh, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Yeah, uh, that is legend. Well, yeah, I still haven't seen It's a true story about yeah. the twins that were from the UK. Yeah, I still haven't seen that That was one. good. I really saw the original. It was so bad. Was it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was, that was actually a, like a remake, basically. Yeah. So, but legend was good. Uh, Let's see. Uh, now, this is a show, Boardwalk Empire. I love that you show. You like that? I fell off after season two. I was no. so disappointed Boardwalk in that show. Boardwalk Empire was I need to check so it out. Good. I know there's like five seasons, right? Yeah, Boardwalk Empire was really, really good. Okay. The guy that played Al Capone, I loved him. Oh, they brought Al Capone into it? Yeah, Martin Sc uh, Not Martin. No, I'm saying uh, Michael Myers. Maya Lan uh, uh, not Michael Myers. I'm sorry. Meyer Lansky. Uh, Maya Lansky. <laughs> Lucky Luciano. Yeah. Uh, it did have Capone in there, I remember. Yeah, yeah, that was good. And it kicked off. Like, I love how it kicked off. It was loosely based on um, Nucky Thompson. Yeah. Uh, and uh, him basically running the circuit, like running things in Atlantic City, New right. Jersey. Right. And uh, they even had uh, A.R. Rothstein mm -hmm. in there. I was disappointed that they didn't show him getting assassinated because – that's what happened to him. <laughs> he was like a known. He was a real like these characters were real. Real as people. You know. Yeah. Yeah. He was the one that fixed the World Series. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, damn. Yeah. I'm like man. okay. 
I gotta go back and watch. I feel after after season, after season two when they killed that. What one disappointed kid, you? Um, it was a little bit slower than what I was liking. I was like, man, this just isn't gangster enough. And then like the oh, and then like up. and then like um. The one dude who was like, he was like the young guy. He wanted to like get known and stuff. Yeah, Nucky he, Thompson raised him or something. He like ended that. up getting killed, and then in the second season. Yeah, he killed him. Nucky Thompson. Yeah, killed Nucky him. killed him, and I'm just like, man, fuck this show. Man. Oh no, it was more to it. No, no, <laughs> I don't want to spoil it because you got to watch. I'm it. I'm about to go back. There's only yeah. three seasons left for me to watch. Yeah, you gotta watch it because I'm not gonna spoil it because uh, there's actually something to that to him killing him. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm about to go back and watch oh, that. Oh, it, it doesn't just end with him killing yeah. him. Yeah. So I assume you've seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Are you a Quentin Tarantino fan? You know what's funny? I'm not really, but I've seen some of his movies. Cause oh, dude, I love him. I don't know. It's just, I don't know what it is. It's something about, I can't even think. It's one of those situations where you don't like something, but you don't know you why. You don't know why it just doesn't jive with you, huh? Yeah. And I, and I like Django. I I didn't like Hateful Eight. I didn't care for that. Yeah, that one was kind of so-so. But, like, I mean, I love some of his classic, like, Pulp Fiction. It's fucking See, amazing. I saw maybe it was because I didn't watch it when I was growing up. Because it came out around a time where I should have been watching it. Yeah. So I watched it, like, recently, like, a few years ago. And I'm like, people, what was so great about this? I still love it. Dude, I was just like, what? One of my favorite scenes is one of the most racist scenes of all time. <laughs> <laughs> It is one of my fucking favorite scenes of all. He, Quentin Tarantino says, uh, do you see a sign that says dead nigger storage here? Oh, I remember that. Oh, my God, man. I was, I was like, And he's talking what? to Samuel L. Jackson. Yes. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is. I am going to see oh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I heard I that am. was fucking phenomenal. Yeah, it came out this week, didn't Just it? came out. Yeah, man. I heard it was amazing. Yeah. I heard, like, because uh, Brad Pitt's in there. Yep. And uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. And I heard yeah. those two are fucking amazing. Yeah, I'm going to watch it. I wonder if they're going to bring up the Charles Manson. Hmm, maybe. I mean, it's Because you know time. she, yeah, because you know uh, the one that plays uh, Sharon Tate, the actress. I don't know. She plays Tate. Hmm. Uh, the one that was, you know, murdered. Yeah, <laughs> the actress. With, with, with all that stuff. Yeah. yeah and I wonder if they're going to, if he's going to bring that up. I don't know. Yeah, isn't it Sharon Tate? I don't know. It Let's should look. be. I should know this, actually. I feel up. bad that I'm second guessing myself on it. You want to know who uh, in the movie, or you want to know uh, the, just the character that she playing? I, she's a real, she was a real life person that got uh, killed because she was the wife of that guy that did uh, the pianist, the director. Yeah, Sharon Tate. Yeah, Sharon Tate. Yeah. yeah, she was the wife of the director of the pianist. Okay. Yeah, she was pregnant at the time when she got. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, I can't wait to watch this movie. Yeah, I'm a, I'm going to watch that. I'm going to definitely check that out, man. It's supposed to be pretty but, good. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of... What else is supposed to come out? Because it's August now, and, like, I've seen all the... Yeah, August is, like... No, actually, the dry spell for movies is February. I call it Fuck You February. Oh, yeah? Because <laughs> they drop, like, one hot movie. <laughs> and then after that, it's a nothing else. They'll drop movies, but it's like, what the fuck is this shit? Nothing's you know going saying? on. But uh, that's why I call that. And uh, August is, uh, they still got some sleepers. I do like the fall releases. Yeah. Because there'd be some good movies that people overlook. And I'd be like, I, I tend to get uh, into those movies. Um, there's a, because you know now, there have been times where if you ever caught me posting, like I see movies at weird times during the week, I get free uh Passes, advanced screenings. Oh. You can go to gofobo.com, G-O-F-O-B-O. It's free to sign up. You just submit your email. Mm -hmm. Create a login, log in, create an account, 
and you basically get you gotta look at your email, whichever email you use, because once you get it, you better access and claim the passes because you will miss out. It'll be the event will be full. Now you have a chance to uh get on the waiting list if they have anything available. Like I kid you not, spotlight the true story about the priest and the child mm-hmm. molestation yep. in Boston. I watched that. That's a fantastic good movie, movie with Michael yeah. Keaton. But uh I li- when I got the email, I looked at my phone and saw it I got it. Click on it. Claim passes. It was full. Oh, that's yeah. how fast that it was. Fast. It doesn't happen that often. I even had it where I had even waited for some hours, even a day, and still claimed the pass. But the movie wasn't that popular. Mm. But the uh, only thing is, you have to be there first, like early as possible, because it's first come, first serve. Because they'll fill yeah. up. Yeah. And also, too, um, you have to go that day. Usually, it's like in the middle of the week. On mostly Tuesdays and Wednesdays is when they have the early. Kind of when they're like slower. Yeah, at the movie they'll have theater. the early screenings. Yeah. So, do you ever go to like uh, like any of the um, uh, like the fuck what uh, like the the movie? Uh, I don't know what the hell. Why I just drew a blank. Oh, like the film festivals. I want to go. I've never been to a film festival. The one, the, the one I want to go to is Cannes yeah. in France. That'd be dope. I want to go to that just for the simple fact that that's like the biggest, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know, maybe. Uh, I think that's one, if it's the biggest, if not one of the biggest. It's but one th- of them. I know like Sundance is pretty Sundance big. Sundance is really good. Yeah. Um, I think South by Southwest. Yeah, they got stuff going. Yeah. South by Southwest is such an amazing thing because it's like movies and music. music. Oh, they even had a tournament there. Oh, really? <laughs> Dude, yes. Austin is my favorite city. I'm, I'm when my kids get older, I'm 100 percent leaving St. Louis and moving. Really? I've never been to Austin. I went to Austin four times last year. I've been to Dallas. I love Dallas, man. Two Korea towns for one. Uh, good places to eat. Yeah, it's a we huge talked city. about Euros. Like they got a Greek restaurant that is so good. I had uh, flame and cheese. Hmm. So good. That sounds good. Oh my god. I love cheese. Yeah, cheese is so good. Oh man, bro. I'm hungry now. I'm about yeah. to go to that Mediterranean spot, yeah. bro. Yeah, well let's wrap this up, dude. We've been going yeah, for, for sure. a little bit. Um dude, this has been such a great conversation. Um, yeah, I really appreciate you stopping by. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, this was cool. Like uh and I was like, Yeah, I see you doing your thing. And I'm like, cool. And then when you hit me up, I was like, Oh, for real? <laughs> I was like, Yeah, hey, that's what's up. Man, I'm trying to sit with all sorts of interesting people, dude. And I don't know any other fucking like you're like a professional gamer, bro. Yeah, oh, I'm not a professional now. Hobby. <laughs> Hobby. <laughs> this is a hobby. Nothing professional going on around here, but like I enjoy it. Like it, it teaches you, like if you ever get into fighting games, to whoever's watching and listening, like it's fun. And just make sure you have fun playing if you want to compete. Just make sure you have fun. If you're not having fun, don't push yourself. And I've been in that phase before where I thought about quitting hardcore. Like, I literally would have deep conversations yeah. and be pissed. Burnout. Like, I was, there were times where I was burnt the fuck out. Like, I couldn't do this shit no more. I'm done. I almost threw my stick in the trash in the <laughs> tournament. Literally. Whoa. Like, that serious. Yeah, it was that serious because, like, it's an investment. But the thing is, though, overall, like, with fighting games, where I learned also to adapt. You learn how to adapt. Yeah. And with life, you adapt. And that's important for life, yeah. Yep. So that's it. So if if folks want to check you out, like, what's the best way to to look you up? Or? I mean, really, Twitter, because uh, I'm not active on social media like that for real. Yeah. I'm not one of these like I don't have like a cult following. I just have the people that I know I'm cool with, yeah. you know, acquaintances and stuff like that. 
So Twitter's probably the best spot. Yeah, Twitter's the best spot. I'll like put, put German Luger. Yeah, um, I can actually uh, send you my link later on. I'll look it up. Don't uh, worry. Yeah, I do it for up. all of them. <laughs> I, yeah. All my show notes. I'm looking at everything. Yeah, you'll you, you'll find me. But yeah, usually like that's ba- I'm on so I'm on Twitter and I'm on Facebook and I do have an Instagram account. So you already know that. Yeah. You got that. Oh, dude, I'm on there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm so on there, I got so. the Instagram. So, but yeah, man. And is it at just German Luger? I don't. Is that your handle on those? For no, NES right the one, uh, the one that you uh, on uh, Instagram is an NES, NES nerd, something yeah. like that. But on on Twitter, on Twitter it's actually uh, German underscore Luger three one four. Okay. But the E's and the well, you'll you can just hit like the uh, at sign and just pull up German Luger, but type G three R and it should pop up. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'll put these in the show notes, but for the folks listening, they might want to like do it right now as they're listening. Yeah, so. exactly. So, all right, my man. Well, hey, I appreciate it, and uh, everybody, I'll catch you next time. I'll catch y'all later. Peace. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. If you did get value out of that podcast, do me a favor, tell a friend, leave a rating, leave a review, especially on Apple Podcasts, leave a five star rating and review, or on any platform that you're listening. All of these things help the podcast, and it helps it grow, and I cannot thank you guys enough for that. Also, this episode and every episode is brought to you by uh, my company, Impose Will. Go check us out. We have a full line of apparel. We are here to help you impose your will on life, whatever that means for you. Through healthy habits and difficult challenges, you can build your mind and your mindset. You can strengthen the mind. You can build your will and you can achieve whatever it is that you want to achieve in life. So go check us out. We have a full line of apparel. Get on the mailing list, imposedwill.com. Show some love. Go get your stuff. All right, guys, that's all I have for you today. I will see you guys later. I love you.